Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I'm joined by the mafiosa, Valentina Rossi. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm great. I'm, still, <laughs> I'm fantastic to be speaking with you today, Miss Ma'am. You, my friend, are doing so many cool things. I mean, you've already done so much and you haven't, it hasn't even been two years since your debut. So there's a lot to be proud of, but obviously at the time of recording this, you were coming off of a huge opportunity that took place last weekend. You challenged the brick house Camille <laughs> for the NWA women's world championship at coastal championship wrestling. So, I mean, first of all, how was that experience? And then working with Camille? Oh my God. It was crazy. I, I was so nervous going into it <laughs> because like, it is like a big deal to wrestle yeah. number one. Uh, I want to wrestle for NWA so bad. So like getting to wrestle for the title, just like off the bat, I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. But yeah, just like the whole experience was just so cool. And like, it was a pretty, um, pretty big like match in general, just even like, it wasn't like a full on squash, which I just loved. Cause like, I'm so used to just like, this at the stage of my career just like having five second squash yeah. matches so I was like oh this is cool and like she was so sweet to work with and just everything was so easy so like you mentioned that wasn't the only big opportunity that you've made so far in professional wrestling I mean you had your debut in AEW as a matter of fact <laughs> but months later after that you had the chance to wrestle Persia Parada Steph Delander on NXT of course alongside Casey Lennox who I, I love her too so yeah. I'm curious to know how I know it's in Florida. You were in Florida at that time. It's kind of around where the PC is and everything. It might have something to do with that. But how did that opportunity come together for you? And what are some of your takeaways from it? So um, obviously my coach, Tyler Breeze, was, I think he was still there at the time. I believe he so. He might have still been there. Um, when he when I was there that day, he wasn't there. Um, but it's funny because like I had a weird experience the week before at NXT because um, I guess like one of the other extras there was just, like the, this big problem like he didn't get cleared medically and then he kind of like made a big stink so there I guess like medical was like don't use any of the extras and I was like man like just ruin it for all of us so I like told my coach and he's like it's fine like you'll be back like you didn't do anything wrong so then I was back the next week and um, he like made a comment to me or something and I was like well if I have a match and he was like oh you do and I was like I do and he was like yeah I was like how do you know and he was like because I talked to the writers and I was like <laughs> okay <laughs> I was like well you want to tell me get like who like he wouldn't give me any information yeah so I was just like I knew I had a match and then when I got there like the second I walked in the door um Daryl was like you have a match, just go to medical. And I was like, I have a match. Then they like, they told me as I was walking into medical. So they like took my heart rate and they're like, oh my God, like your heart rate is like 125. Or yeah. I was like, they just, they just told me I have a match. <laughs> so they were like, all right, just like, we can't like clear you if there's your heart rate. So just like calm down like for a few minutes. And I was like, okay. So I'm like trying to calm it down, got down to like 95 or something. And they were like, okay, you're fine. But um, yeah, just like crazy situation because like, it's just so different. Cause when you go to NXT, there's only three extras and only one of them is a girl. So going there, there was two, there was two this time two that day. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but when you go to AEW, there's like 50 extras. Yeah. So I was like, Oh my God, this is just so like, I'm kind of like not comfortable at both now. I just like know more what to expect. I'm more prepared. Cause I'm not like as fresh in the business. I'm still obviously like very green, yeah. but um, it was just like so different. Like when we had our little, entrance obviously it wasn't like aired 
Um, but it was also on live TV. So I'm like standing in the ring, just like waiting, which felt like literally the longest commercial break of my life. And like, I wouldn't say I blacked out, but the whole thing, just like, I just remember standing there being like, wow, look at these, like, this is cool. Mm -hmm. Like, this is so cool. And I remember like texting my coaches after like, oh my God, it was the coolest thing ever. Oh my God. <laughs> and then like, obviously like Breeze called me and was like, so how was it? And I was like, oh my God, it was so cool. And I was just like on this wrestling high for the next like month. But yeah. <laughs> it was a good experience for you. And you can tell even just talking about it, you have that passion for it. And I mean, yeah, I mean, if your heart rate wasn't indicative of that, even you just you talking about it right now, you have so much passion for it. And again, that was kind of another opportunity where whether it be an AW NXT, wow, you've been surrounded by a lot of producers and seasoned veterans, whether it be backstage or out there wrestling them. So uh, I mean, throughout any of these, have you been able to maybe pick anyone's brain for advice? And if so, who was it from and what did they teach you outside of Breeze and Spears? <laughs> hmm. That's a good question. It's funny because like I literally run back to my coaches with any information. That I pick up. Like I feel like such a little kid sometimes because I'm like, well, I got this correction. Do you agree? And they're like, there's no like there is some right and wrong in wrestling, yeah. but like for the most part, like everything is very opinion based. Mm -hmm. um, let me think. This is like a good question. Hmm. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Give me a sec. You're good. <laughs> like, I haven't really like like everyone that I've gotten advice from is always been like not like a legend if that makes sense okay. it's people who were like working their way up who are like higher than me who like okay I mean still yeah I'm trying to think like hmm. I don't know if I have an answer for this one yet ask, ask me our next interview <laughs> okay okay I I'm curious then um you've wrestled obviously some of the AEW roster in there how many yeah. okay you seem to keep track of your matches, I feel like, because the last time we talked, we'll talk about that later. But how many AEW matches have you had? I think I've had 15 now. I have them all written down, but I think I've had 15 now. You yeah. know, that's crazy. The last time I talked to you, you had 14 matches total. Oh my career, and now you've had 15 in AEW alone. <laughs> oh my, oh my gosh. Okay. So then, again, you're facing these women who... I would say for the most part have had more experience than you. Have you right. been able to like, whether through working with a certain person or kind of absorb some of the experience or just something by working with somebody, one of the girls in AEW then? Um, so actually I worked, it's so crazy. I worked Kylan as my first match. Yes. And then I worked her again, almost exactly a year later at AW and it was um the main event of dark because it was like leading up to her big match with Brit right yeah and like she was just like oh my god like what a change like it's just crazy to see like just even hearing you talk and like talking in the ring and just like how you just sound so much more comfortable now and then um same exact thing happened with Abaddon I think she was my like third or fourth match at AW and I wrestled her exactly almost a year later and she was like wow like good for you like you know you're putting on muscle you like you're not just like getting comfortable like you just keep progressing and I was like well, she sent me the nicest message on Twitter and I was like oh that just like means so much coming yeah. from someone like her especially someone who like puts so much into their character like yeah I want that much 
I want my character to be that hashed out. Like, cause I rely so much on just like being loud and obnoxious in the ring and just like, obviously you need layers, but the commitment level from her. Oh yeah. I mean, you yourself, <laughs> I mean, you're still kind of green, not necessarily. There's people who are greener, but you're still in the early stages of your career. That's good though, that you kind of Kylan, I guess, in a huge focal figure in CCW to be like former CCW women's champion. So, yeah. you know, she's huge. Abaddon, I've heard good things about Ed. This is actually kind of two interviews back to back where I've heard, heard really good things about people working <laughs> with Abaddon, which again, you don't get to see all of that because all you see is the character that she portrays on screen. You know, like you said, she's really committed to it. But as you mentioned, you are still fairly early on. And obviously character work is one that keeps evolving. But what are some of the other challenges that you feel like you've faced so far in your career? The other challenges? Hmm. Um, honestly, I'm just trying to get over like this little, like this hump because I just want to be signed so bad. Like, yeah. I just want to be wrestling, like, my full-time job and just, like, be on TV and have some sort of, like, storyline. Because I feel like you can hash out your character and you can really go all in. But it's not really going to, like, get to that full potential until you're, like, put in a storyline. Um, but I actually, like, quit my job back in November. And I was like, ah, screw this. Like, it was just taking up all of my time so I was like I'm just quitting this job like it's just I need to just like focus on wrestling and like somehow like I've just been going full on with wrestling and I've been like staying float so far so <laughs> do <laughs> no you complaint. still do you still pick up some modeling gigs throughout it too or are you is that just more sporadic um I don't model like I don't take like paid shoots anymore. Okay. Um, everything that I've done in Florida so far has just been like for fun. And I do have some like Instagram sponsorships with like Shein and Romway. So yeah. anytime I do these like photo shoots that are just like trades where it's like, oh, we're just doing this shoot for fun. I'll try to like wear um, like the product that they send me just yeah. so that like the hot, like the quality of the shoots yeah. are up to date and like you know. Oh, I order. Right. I'm a Shein holic, so was an, another one of our good <laughs> friends. Shein. I, I always say Romway, but I guess it's Romwe. Like I've been ordering from there for years too. Is it is it Romwe or Romwe? I don't know. I've heard I also both. Play, <laughs> I also hear people say Sheen instead of Shein. Yeah, no, I see. I mean, it could be Sheen. Like that's a word, but that's normally E E. Right. I say Shein. Yeah, me I don't too. know. I don't know. <laughs> But that, I mean, that has to be, had to have been, a, and still is an ongoing big transition for you to go full-time. So how have you been adjusting to that full-time now? And like, I mean, sure, yeah, you're still like doing photo shoots, doing social media work, like make your own merch, but how have you been yeah. adjusting so far? It's been, been like four months now. It's, yeah, I honestly Three was months. like very stressed at first. And like, I don't know if like, you're the type of person that's like, oh, I think meditating is bullshit. Like some people are just like, oh, like, Meh. but I like started meditating probably about like six months ago now. Yeah. And really just like manifesting money. And when I tell you like money just like finds me, I try not to think about it. Cause if I like overthink and I'm like, oh, well it's going to end eventually. Yeah. But I'm like, no, like I literally like keep randomly getting like these bookings that just pay like half of my rent and then I'm like wow okay well if I get two of these a month like I'm good 
So like when money, it's the weirdest thing. Cause like I originally started meditating because my emotions were kind of just all over the place. Yeah. And I felt myself getting like, like it's one thing to be jealous, but it's another thing to be like spiteful. And yes. I felt like I was starting to become like spiteful of my friends that were like doing well. And I was like, this isn't okay. Because like in wrestling, it's not like, okay, you've been working longer. So you're going to get the job first. Like there's none of that. Someone could literally get signed for, you know, being an athlete yeah. and I spend thousands of dollars to go to wrestling school and won't even get an opportunity for a few years. But like, I can't like hate those people because they're not stopping me from getting an opportunity. It's just that like, it was their timing. So like, I really had to just like, my emotions were just like getting the best of me. And I was like, well, how come this person's going to, and then like, eventually I was like, this is wrestling. Like I just need to like pull myself together. And then I started listening to like meditations to fall asleep. And a lot of the ones that like are for sleep are like, money attraction yeah some numbers so weird though like I like giggle at them sometimes because the one like that I always try to avoid is like money is attracted to you like it finds you so attractive and I'm like yeah you find me attractive (laughs) like just like weird wording and I'm like yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but no I I I I totally understand that I have like my crystals and like affirmation cards and like obviously there's certain (laughs) things like for attracting money and stuff like that but you make a good point because I think in anything because I feel this too more in like the wrestling media landscape like comparing yourself to others like why is yeah jealousy is a natural thing as much as we don't want to admit it but like you said there's jealousy and then there's spiteful if you can control that jealousy and kind of turn it into your motivator or turn it into something productive which you've done you know that works itself out but you mentioned too i mean you have trained under two of the best you still go to them under flat backs in florida tyler breeze and sean spears and though you've graduated i mean you keep coming (laughs) back i see you know for some of the newer classes or maybe to keep learning yourself which evidently seems to be kind of both but what keeps what keeps you reeled back into flat backs well so we do obviously it's like an eight-week program yes um i'm like terrified of getting ring rust like I don't ever want to just like stop progressing like I'm just terrified of that so um obviously they like let me come back yeah like go back like almost every day yes um (laughs) they can't get rid of me um so pretty much just like when we get to the point of the eight weeks of doing matches they'll just make sure that like I have like a purpose for each match and I'm working on certain things. So I'm not just like doing matches to do them. Like even when I take bookings on the indies, they'll be like, okay, but what was your goal for this match? Um, So like they always keep me on my toes with that kind of stuff. Just so I'm like always focused on something. Um, Just so I'm not like, oh, well, I just wanted to have a good match or like, oh, I just wanted to like, there's always a goal for each match. Like, were you working on this? Were you working on your character stuff? Were you working on selling? Like, what's your goal for this match? So um, that's always a, like a good way to keep me like not just going to class to go to class um also like it's good when I go to the class because I'm working with people who have like I don't know three four weeks experience so it's good to kind of um just like work with people with less experience because I feel like if you can work with them you can work with anyone um And then, like, you know, sometimes they'll put me in matches against, like, my other classmates that also continue to come back, which is good, because then we'll have, like, 15-minute matches, which is very rare for, like, 
bookings for especially for females like we don't get like 15 minutes just because um but it's good because then like we really work on like the falsies and the emotion and the reactions and like everything so it's still like even though I'm taking bookings like it's still good to keep doing matches in class because they can give me like immediate feedback <laughs> yeah and I mean not that there's like less pressure but it's like gives you time to evolve it's not like I don't know how to explain it but you know you know what I'm trying to say yeah yeah you can get immediate feedback there you know it's not like a lot it, you do have an audience but it's not like a, a live live bigger audience right. you know it gives you a platform to learn from your mistakes and keep progressing forward and obviously a big part of your progression is obviously carving the identity of the mafiosa which obviously <laughs> ties in with a lot of your jersey italian roots and <laughs> like you mentioned earlier you've been taking some time to dive deeper into your culture there so what elements of that culture can people see through your work as the mafiosa or what do you hope to kind of instill in the future um that's a good question I'm always trying to you know dive deeper and figure out the layers so the next step that I've been like working on which I shouldn't be telling you this so early on but I have yeah. been like learning Italian and it's it's hard it's freaking hard <laughs> But, um, and I did know like a very little bit because I did take it in high school, but like my teacher was retiring that year. So he okay. would just make us watch movies and like didn't care. Um, and like a lot of my family speaks it, so it does make it easier. But once you get into like conversational and actually speak to like people who Italian is their first language, I'm just like, what? <laughs> so it gets so difficult, but I try to just like, I have like Duolingo and like yeah, have like a two hundred day streak or whatever. No, I, I, like, I have a couple friends who use that. Literally, some were just posting about it today. I kid you not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like helpful. It's just that like it's not an actual person. So if I have questions, like they can't respond. Yeah. But I do have family in Italy that I was like thinking about like reaching out to and be like, hey, want to like practice? So we'll see. That's that's the next step is like trying to learn it enough that like. Yeah. I can have like basic conversations what is one word or phrase that you've you feel like that you've mastered besides like hello hi like besides the oh, basics so <laughs> if I, if, oh my God. if I like say this wrong at okay. all someone's gonna just like <laughs> I know gonna be like it's, it's this <laughs> um uh and my go-to right now is just saying chenyamo, which means we eat dinner. But like, okay. it's a good like, oh, chenyamo. Like, chinyamo. it's like a fierce like, thing to say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I like food. So I like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can like use that like in the ring somehow. Like, oh. Like your opponent could be your, your dinner. Yeah. It's exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm like maybe I'll try to use that somehow but I don't want to like start throwing in Italian stuff yet just because yeah. like I don't want to mess it up <laughs> no no I get that you're like you said you're still learning and progressing and take things one thing at a time and you can kind of maybe use that like use that phrase in like a flatback setting or like a smaller setting just to see like yeah. you know trial and error it, that's all it is but you're open yeah. to experimenting but you know you've also tying in with your character you've introduced some new gear in the last few months so I'm curious if there's a certain story or inspo behind your latest gear which I believe is your blue and gold one yes yes 
So um, that one's actually getting pretty beat up. I'm probably going to retire it soon. <laughs> okay. I'm supposed to get new gear like this week. So hopefully mm. it comes in soon. I don't care how people get new gear. Like I literally put in like my order of gear, like the second I get the new one and I'm like, I need more. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I really wanted to do for gear, just like in general with like the whole Italian thing. I felt like Versace print would literally be like perfect yeah. for the gimmick because Versace is Italian and like the whole print and everything. I was like, oh, perfect. And I'll have some gold chains and stuff on it. People will just get it. But then like one day I woke up and every single person on TV was wearing Versace print. And I was like, wrong. Oh. So I was like, all right, I need to like figure something else out. Um, so I just started doing the gold chains for a little bit just because it was hard for, I was like really picky with the fabric. Like I loved my red two piece gear that I, I think I only wore it like maybe two or three times. I'm like saving that as like my good gear. I've been told to like save gear for like pay-per-views and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like, obviously I'm not doing pay-per-views right now. So it's, but um, I like save that for like important matches. But um, that one I loved. I thought it like looked great. It fit me great. I'm not a big fan of like two-piece gear. Um, but the print, I was like, uh, like it's not exactly what I was going for, but it works. And like just the the print itself is like, I'm just so picky about it. I don't know why I'm just so picky. So I think I'm just going to get rid of the Versace print thing. The blue and gold one right now, that one is like, I just don't want that one to ever die because it just fits me so great. It's got the gold chains. Um, I think I'm getting another set in that same gear, just a different color. Okay. We'll see. I like asked for some tweaks and stuff just because like I love the gold chains and everything. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it was how like on the stomach they like, it was like three or something. And I thought like it kind of looked a little bit like... Um, like a ringleader kind of deal you know what I mean okay like a, yeah and I was like mm, maybe just something else like even if it's just like crisscrossed instead mm -hmm. or something but like my gear maker just always nails it okay. she just like knows my measurements perfectly and it yeah. always fits great and it's always just like I never have a problem I never have to like try it on and give it back like so I'm just gonna get like 10 more sets from her <laughs> so this one can confirm is not that this next one is not so versace patterned i like forget what i asked for because okay, it was so long enough. ago but, <laughs> but it might be it might not be i just said like oh if you could find it in this color then sure but if not then just do the solid color so okay well it's all about evolution <laughs> we look forward to it you know i i feel like gear will is this was the blue and gold one like the only one that you've been wearing recently too? Um, yes, yeah, because I'm just like most comfortable in that one. Okay, it well, that's just, why it got like, worn out. I that's why I was asking yeah. some people like rotate, but you said that you have another one that you've kind of been holding so it doesn't get worn out, so that makes sense. Yeah. I do have like this one black set of gear that I only wore once and it fits me perfect, but it just like. The person that made it isn't like an actual gear maker. Okay. So they didn't know like how they had to like hold up. So it kind of yeah. like fell apart and I was like, oh, it was just so oh, expensive. Oh no. It again. Oh my so. God. Okay. 
Well, we look forward to whatever you have next <laughs> coming up. But before you were donning the ring gear, you often sported a leotard as you were a ballerina for about 20 <laughs> years. After a while, though, you said that you didn't, quote, fit the mold anymore, though. So can you kind of tell us more about your experience in the dance scene and kind of more what swayed you away from it? <laughs> so um, growing up, like my mom my mom was actually a ballerina and then she got injured before she like got to the professional part of it. Um, she like tore her ACL and like back then knee surgery was not the same. Yeah. So she just had to like end her career there. Um, but I was like a very hyper and like fidgety kid. And she was like, I'm putting you in dance to try to just like get rid of some of this energy. Um, and then, you know, I did it from the age of like three until like 23 and it was weird doing something like that when you're like going through puberty and going through your awkward yep. stages. Cause like I was yep. never nope. like, <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> they were like, my teachers were like, oh, you gotta lose weight. Like all, I would just hear it all the time. Like you have to lose weight, you have to lose weight. And I was like, I don't like, even if I lose weight, like I'm still gonna have boobs. I'm still a woman, but yeah. like they want ballerinas to look a certain way. And like, there's nothing I could do about that. So I was just a chunky ass kid. And then when I went through puberty, I got chunkier. And then like, you know, I finally figured out how to like die and stuff. Some healthy ways, some very unhealthy ways. And then I was just like over it. And I couldn't, couldn't tell if I was like over it because I like, I didn't know if I was just dancing because it was routine and a part of my life. And I was just used to it because I was yeah. doing it for so long or if I like actually loved it. And it's crazy because I stopped dancing I think like seven years ago now and I don't miss it <laughs> I haven't taken a class since and I never think about it but it's just crazy because I really feel like wrestling like is for me I like moved to LA to like model and do this and do this and I yeah. think living in LA I just like I tell people all the time like LA just like stripped me of my personality like I was so scared to like talk because I thought everyone was just judging me all the time and I just became this quiet, shy person, which is just like, not me. And then when I moved to Florida, like they were like, be loud, be loud, be loud in the ring, be this. And I was like, I'm allowed to be like, it's not gonna be disrespectful. And like even dancing, like you're not allowed to talk. <laughs> so I was like, what? And like wrestling, you can have whatever kind of body type you want. Like yeah. you can be a bigger person and do like power moves and that kind of stuff, or you can be smaller and be high flying and I mean, even now I'm trying to like find that balance because I'm like, well, I'm not like jacked out of my mind. So I'm not going to be like picking people up over my head and like throwing them. But like, I'm not this like skinny little ballerina anymore. So I'm like trying to find that balance. But yeah, wrestling is way cooler. <laughs> yeah. So you must be a mind reader because my next kind of thing was about LA. Obviously, I feel like part of it, you moving to LA, you were doing some dabbling into reality television, you were modeling. I'm sure that's probably pulled, is that safe to say that kind of pulled you to LA? Okay. Were you, yeah. to kind of just a clear timeline, when did you move to LA? Were you still actively dancing at this point too? No. So I actually okay. signed with a modeling agency in New York. Is that- Philly on the east coast was that Wilhelmina or yes. was it okay okay that yeah. kind of adds up the timeline go on yeah so then I I finished college which I would not recommend going to school for dance it's a waste of a degree <laughs> um haven't done anything with it um 
it was just kind of like to waste time, honestly, because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but after I finished college, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to dance professionally. I went to New York. I was living in New Jersey at home with my mom until I could like find an apartment. Cause there's this weird, like light over time when you like graduate college yeah. and trying to like get out. Um, but then that's when I was like, oh, I'm just like tired of dance. So I just like went full force with my modeling agency and they kind of just had me in every category, which like does not work in modeling. You can't be a runway model in high fashion, but also do commercial because it's just like, yeah. Yeah, you're you're not like being realistic either way because like they're not gonna take editorial models and put them in like old navy commercials. So I was like kind of confused, and everyone was like, "Oh, well, if you want to do like fitness modeling, you've literally because I was doing a lot of like Nike, Adidas, Reebok, that kind of stuff in New York." And everyone was like, "Just move to LA. That's where all the f- fitness modeling is." And I was like, "All right, I'm not dancing here anymore. Like, may as well just like take the leap." So I like moved out there, um, and I was like modeling full time, but like doing a lot of like bs background work and like extra work and like that's what was paying the bills but like just not enjoyable It'd be like 16 hour days of like just like walking and like just being like when you do like background work it's just so annoying because yeah. you just have to be like social person in the background it's like how long can i be social for 16 hours so it was just True. it was very annoying and I started to like travel a lot just because I was like bored and I was like what am I doing with my life yeah and I started wrestling out there and I was like holy shit this is awesome and then COVID happened yeah (laughs) you know COVID affected a lot of people but was LA where you met your friend from GLOW yes oh no you mean I don't know like the Netflix show yes no we actually went to college together in New Jersey we both went to Rutgers for dance then we both moved to LA and I was like oh shit I'm out there too whatever and then she was like oh I just did this show glow and I was like oh that's crazy I just tried out for this show wow and she was like oh really and it was just like a weird coincidence who was it Shakira Barrera she was um okay yeah (laughs) the little break dance yeah okay Okay. That's exciting though. And then it's kind of, you just kind of, you know, obviously you came apart, found out about wow and all of that, but it's kind of your lead into wrestling. That's, that's so funny though, but (laughs) obviously, you know, you got turned off by Florida, you know, obviously ended up moving, sorry, you got turned off by LA and ended up moving to Florida. This was before you even knew that Flatbacks was out in Florida, I believe. Right. So what, uh, you kind of mentioned what, what specifically turned you off about LA and what were you seeking initially in Florida? I, so the thing that I like actually only miss about dance was just like performing. Like I just loved being in front of people and performing. I loved like the athleticism and I was like, I don't know what is even like what my other options are because the only other like type of performing is like singing and acting. And I was like, I don't like any of those things or like, I like them, but I don't think I'm good at them. And then I just liked being like an active and physical person. So just when I saw the like casting for wow, I was like, it's really interesting because I had like previously applied to this like reality show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that never made it to air. Yeah. 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 And I was like, oh man, like that sucks because that would have been really cool. So I started like Googling like just how people get into like stunt work and like wrestling. And like, Mm -hmm. I really didn't really like understand how people got into professional wrestling because like, obviously you watch like, 
total divas and stuff and they yeah. all have different stories yeah. so I was like okay well how do I get in like that so I like obviously made a recruit page didn't hear anything back and then when I like got contacted by wow I was like oh my god I gotta try this like this was a sign <laughs> I'm big on like signs was so this was, like, in LA or Florida it was in LA okay so I like started with wow I trained there for like a few weeks yeah had one match there and then COVID happened yeah and then I was like it was the only thing keeping me in LA. So I was like, well, what do I do now? So I started looking up like wrestling schools and that kind of thing in Florida because like being wow, there was other girls coming in from the indies that I was like collecting like little bits and pieces from. So they were like, oh, like I went to wrestling school. I was like, there's wrestling school. <laughs> so I started like looking up schools, whatever. And then I actually reached out to um, Santana Garrett yeah. because she was at wow. And like, our paths never crossed there. She was there before me, mm-hmm. but everyone was like, oh my God, she's so sweet. Just reach out to her. So I was like, hi, like I'm one of the wild girls. Like I really want to go to wrestling school. And like, I heard that you were in LA or not LA, Florida and you were teaching. And she's like, well, I'm not teaching anymore. Cause that's like, it was when she was signed at XT. NXT. So I was like, oh, got you. But she was like, oh, but go to this school. So it seems like when I moved to Florida, everything, Florida was obviously way more open than LA, but still like a lot of schools had like closed during the pandemic just for like financial region reasons and then she was like oh come to this school so I like went there for I think like maybe like three months and I was just like a deer in headlights because I it was like more of a drop-in school and then I was actually like best friends with my boyfriend and he was like, you should come to the seminar with me and my friend. It'll be fun. Like, and you'll get to see like another wrestling school and just like see how differently like other people work just cause like, this isn't your only option. And I was like, okay. So I went to a flatback seminar and the rest of was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, they have like an eight week program where you learn the basics. And I was like, this is perfect because I don't know the basics and like the school that I was going to before like was a drop-in school we would do matches and like I didn't know how to do an arm drag and the coach was like oh I'll do a German suplex and I was like but I can't do an arm drag and it was just like <laughs> it was scary yeah so, well that's history you, you yeah you've graduated they keep they keep pulling you back, but <laughs> you mentioned obviously. I mean, Wow was really instrumental in your early stages. You've since parted ways, but it really got your engine up and revving. I feel like. So, do you have any main takeaways or things that you've learned from those involved that were at Wow that you kind of still carry forward? Um, it's it's funny because like Wow is just so different than the rest of the wrestling world. Yeah, that. I was like really just like taking a huge risk by coming out here and training because it's not the same, but it was just so good to like get, cause I actually went back for one more season. You did. Recently. Yes. And it was just crazy. It was nice to like see Selena again and just like show her that like, you know, I'm still doing this. I'm serious about this. And, that like you know I'm still working on my character my technique my gym physique whatever like just showing her that like I've been working on everything and she was like she was big hug she's like I'm so proud of you um just it's it's important I feel like to like find those little 
connections with people in wrestling because like it is very like doggy dog eat dog yeah but like if you find like those few people that you can really like mesh with like you'll be good because I even say like here now I'm like oh I want to have like my boyfriend and I were like oh should we have people over for like elimination chamber and we're like we don't have friends (laughs) like (laughs) all we do is train and like everybody else is like spread out like this whole everybody's just spread out too we see these people every day are they really gonna want to see us on their day off like come on so (laughs) but like even the girl Steffi that like trained like she was training she was one of the trainers at the time when I was there um she was a wow for like 10 years but like we still keep in touch and I was like I know I'm gonna have her as like a friend forever Mm -hmm. so it's like crazy because after we had our match together in LA because we had our first match against each other and then one of the last matches I had there was also against her and we like had this big hug after and we both just started crying it was like almost like we knew that like we both weren't coming back Mm -hmm. but like at the time we didn't know but I was like I feel like we just knew but Mm -hmm. like it's just like it's so good when you get to like wrestle your friends and those people that you have like good ring chemistry with just because like it's like so hard to find that Mm -hmm. when you do it's like I know (laughs) well I'm just saying um just for example you don't necessarily need people over because like we have virtual like parties all the time for (laughs) pay-per-views for my friend you know there's like oh yeah there's I mean there's FaceTime you know there's a lot of different things everybody's spread out but you know I get it sometimes we do need some time off from wrestling though especially when it's like full time and I have two more questions for you um but you mentioned earlier just by itself you had 15 matches in AEW I know one of your recent goals was to get to 100 matches so where are you at currently with that number I know you know it (laughs) So I think I'm about halfway right now. Okay. Um, I think the exact number is like 47 or something. After this week, I have six matches this week though, so yeah. I'll be past halfway. Okay. Um, I I thought for sure I would have gotten there sooner by now, but I think like having the job at Disney just like really kicked yeah. my ass, like just took up a lot of time, and like when I won't have days off, I was like, oh, I just want to sleep. Like, mm-hmm. so I I think like it'll definitely happen like hopefully by the end of this year now that I don't have like a job Mm -hmm. Um, you do just wrestling yeah (laughs) that's exciting though you're by the end of the this week by this time this airs you will surpass 50 a few past (laughs) 50 so you will be officially more than halfway there and perhaps most importantly lastly you always ask people if they want the sauce so what exactly is in this sauce what's your secret recipe oh i can't i can't give that away (laughs) (laughs) it's funny i actually have like a video on um i think it's my wow page on like one of the story reels of like me making sauce and it's like all the ingredients but i like left a couple of things out just in case people try to steal the sauce okay. um and it's funny because like all my friends are like when are you gonna like when are we gonna get to like actually try the sauce and i'm yeah. like oh, oh no you don't get that and they're like why and i'm like because what if you use it as like ammo against me what if you don't like it true so <laughs> my boyfriend's the one that had it <laughs> okay and since you know i understand you got to keep it a secret what is what what is your go-to uh jersey or Jersey Italian or Italian dish. I don't know what the right term is. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I love gnocchi. It's okay. like my favorite. 
because it's just so like doughy and delicious. Um, because I guess like compared to the other pastas, like it's made with potato, so it's more potatoey, and it just like soaks up the sauce so nice. The sauce. Um, the sauce. <laughs> it also just like I I love eggplant parm, and it's like hard to find good eggplant parm. And of course, I love pizza, like, and I'll eat like. I definitely can recognize like good pizza versus bad pizza, but like I will eat all pizza. Like I'll literally go to Walmart and get like a frozen pizza and be like, oh, this is great. Like what there's is no your, What is your go-to toppings? Cause I know this is a, a widely hot debate. Because, I know. Uh, I, I know the whole pineapple on pizza yeah. thing is like- I've never had it. Pizza. So I truly can't judge it. I've never had pineapple on pizza. You know, I think I'm going to get shot if I say this. I think I had it when I was in college. I think I was like drunk and ordered it. Like I'll take that one. It's colorful. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like it's hard to mess up pizza and like, I don't agree with it, but I'm also I don't not feel like it's hard. Mm. There, there's so many bad pizzas out there. <laughs> so, like, obviously, I'm not going to choose pineapple on pizza. But okay. I did have a pizza when I was home last week that had long hots on it, which is just like the long hot peppers, and it was <gasps> life changing. And I feel like that with like some sausage, like all like ground sausage just like all over it like i just feel like that would have made it like perfect if you like if you like hot stuff guys whereas i i i cannot i would die (laughs) but it also like the the leftovers like sat in my fridge for like two days and then when i went back for them like it somehow got hotter just from sitting in the fridge and i was like oh my god i'm dying There it like, has I to be eat. some chemical reaction then with like the cold from like your oh, no. your freezer or fridge with the hot of the pepper. I don't know science, but I feel like it might have <laughs> something to do with it. But at least you know what do you do then if you if you don't want to put it in the fridge? You're just gonna have to deal with it being really hot then, I guess. I don't know, because like even growing up, my mom never like put pizza in the fridge. She would just leave it in the box, like yeah. either she would put it in the oven or like leave it on top. Yeah. And then like a few years ago, one of my friends is a nurse and she was like, oh my God, you can't leave it out for more than a few hours. It's cheese. And I was yeah. like, oh, but like, what about like cheese that isn't refrigerated that like, you know, like aged cheese and stuff that's just like wrapped up in plastic? Like, I don't know. I know it's dairy, but I'm like, hey, you know, which cheeses do and don't get refrigerated? You know, it's like refrigerated all. I mean, like, when I lived in London, like, they didn't refrigerate their eggs. So I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Interesting. But, like, is it necessary? I don't know. I guess, well, every part of the world is different, too. Um, I'm curious. When, what, how old were you when you lived? I know you lived in London for a year. What, at what point was this in your life? I was in college still. And I studied abroad. That's right. Okay nine months but then I like stayed the extra three because you can stay there not on a visa for three months so I just stayed the extra three months fair enough I know we talked about that last time I talked with you I just couldn't remember when at one point so you're a very world traveled person not even in wrestling hopefully soon though in wrestling I know but you've been doing a lot my friend you've done a lot more than most people have in just their like kind of I, I know I know it's more than two years because with wow and everything but just even just since your debut like you've done a lot more than most people can say I feel like thank you thank you <laughs> still have a lot to do though <laughs> yes we have to get you to 100 matches you'll be officially over halfway by the time this airs 
Uh, but again, I wish nothing but the best of luck to you. Before we let you out of here, can you please share where the people can find you online? Instagram is mafiosa.valentina. And then Twitter is Mafiosa Rossi. I love to hear it, Valentina. Thank you so much. One day we'll get the sauce recipe out of you. One day, <laughs> one day. <laughs> I'm hoping to just like sell it someday. Like when I get big enough, I'll just, you know how like, some restaurants have like their wine i'll just yeah. have like my sauce <laughs> or if you have um not a chamber party but a pay-per-view party i'll pull up there you go oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but valentina thank you so much for joining me here today it's been a pleasure no problem. <laughs> keep it saucy <laughs> exactly